One of the newer initiatives I've been pleased to play a role in is called J-Health. It is a national society dedicated to helping Jewish undergraduate students prepare for a career in healthcare, medicine, dentistry, nursing, therapies, and so forth, while also exploring the interplay between these professions and Jewish values. As part of a fellowship addressing Jewish medical ethics, we invite top-tier speakers to address our students on areas of potential dissonance between conventional medical standards and religious considerations. Our speaker today was a Harvard-trained radiation oncologist who eventually made Aliyah and has since gained expertise in various arenas of Jewish legalities within the medical field. Her chosen topic evaluated the secular and Jewish positions on physician-assisted suicide, a very complicated and heated subject. She presented expertly on the merits and demerits of each position, navigating competing imperatives of autonomy and responsibility, among others, then revealed the Torah perspective. Perhaps unsurprisingly, the Torah sources almost unanimously place pronounced emphasis on the value and sacredness of human life. We are neither permitted to abrogate it nor to hasten its demise, among others, even out of altruistic intentions. Every single person, whether at full capacity or not, and every single moment, is invested with holiness and meaning. If God has continued to grant us life, again, in whatever state that may persist, our role is to safeguard and protect it at nearly any cost. I believe that the greatest impediment to recognizing our innate greatness is ourselves. The human condition has become degraded in our culture in a way that influences our own sense of inherent self-worth or lack thereof. But this is hardly a new problem. In fact, its origin may track, at the very least, back to our ancestors in the desert as they worshipped the notorious golden calf described in our Torah portion. When Moshe returns from the mountain, he sees the nation, which only 40 days earlier had heard the voice of God, dancing around this putative idol. He tosses the tablets to the ground, shattering them and shocking those involved in this unholy revelry. A son of Maimonides named Avraham was also a great scholar, though much lesser known. He explains that the nation's mistake was in undervaluing their own capacity. They believed that without Moshe as an intermediary, they had no ability to connect to God. So, when they believed, mistakenly, that he had perished, they felt a desperate need to replace him with a new bridge figure. If only they had realized their own immense power, the godly spark within them that enables every person direct, unmediated access to the Almighty. The 19th century commentator known as Meshech Chachma interprets this as the reason why Moshe reacted by destroying the tablets themselves. His message to the startled people was that these tablets are simply slabs of stone. It is not they that are holy, but you. Another doctor came to speak to our J-Health group earlier in the week. She described a story years ago in which a young couple came in with their child who had been diagnosed with Down's syndrome immediately at birth leaving the parents shocked and forlorn. The father was a biker guy in the most caricatured sense, and the mother also appeared as a cliché, poorly educated, rough around the edges, and ill-equipped to handle this particular challenge. But our speaker shared the surprising rest of the story. This same mother decided to exit her abusive marriage to earn a high school equivalency certificate than a college degree, and has since become a major advocate for families of Down's children. She transformed from a woman in profound denial, lacking any coping skills, to an enlightened, engaged leader and inspiration to others. We should never underestimate others or their potential, but neither should we downplay our own. Shabbat Shalom.